Today's podcast is brought to you by Blue Canary. The bird has landed on beautiful Bainbridge Island, conveniently located at 499 Madison Avenue. ASE Master Technician Clint Ramsey brings over 15 years of experience, award-winning diagnostic skill, and a desire to reinvent the automotive repair experience. Schedule an appointment online at bluecanary.biz or call them today at 206 206- Four five one four two two zero. GreatNorthernElectric.com serving our Bainbridge and Kitsap neighbors with solutions for anything electrical in your home. Two zero six eight four two three six two zero. This segment of the Bystander Podcast is brought to you by Eagle Harbor Insurance. We don't sell insurance. We help people buy it. This has always been their motto and continues. They understand every family has different insurance needs, be it coverage or premiums. No two cases are the same, and they will always do their best to guide you into the proper coverage to fit your budget. They are here to help anytime. Give them a call at 206-842-7410 or contact them online at eagleharborinsurance.com. Are you a service member thinking about buying or selling your home? Whether you're active duty, a veteran, or a family member, you need a real estate professional who understands the unique challenges of the military. A Navy veteran, certified military relocation professional, prior Blue Angel, and CEO of the Repoint Real Estate Group at Keller Williams Realty Puget Sound, Scott Lever specializes in helping military families relocate to and from the Kitsap Peninsula. Call him today at 206-486-4891 or visit online at repoint.com. I got something for your mind, body, and soul. What's cracking, Podcast Phil? You found the Bystander Podcast. Today, my guest is fellow podcaster and author, Lynn Lindberg. How are you doing today, Lynn? Hello, hello. I am doing great, and thank you for having me here today. Well, it's my pleasure. I'm pretty excited to talk to you, and I've loved our conversation before the mics got turned on here. We have a lot of similarities. You have a great book called Couch no, what, what are you? That's right. Couch, couch active. Couch to active. Couch yes. to active. I have a book with the word couch on it. <laughs> <laughs> and is your logo a couch? Uh, no. Oh my gosh, my logo is. It depends on who you are, who you ask. It's two people. It's the letter C and the letter A, and it's mm-hmm. two people. And some people say the first guy is on the couch, and the second 
person, male or female, is, is active. active. Some people say the first one's doing sit-ups and the other one's falling down. So you'll have to look at the logo and decide what you think those two people are doing. And you hashtag the coin phrase of uh, couch active? Couch to active. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 it's a couch active. Cactive. Cactive, that's Cactive. Have you gone captive yet? Yes, yes, that's a new word we're going to um, get in the Urban Dictionary here someday. Is it, you take the word couch and you smash it down to the letter C and the word active, put it together, and you have cactive. So active. I go around saying, have you gone captive yet? Are you captive? And people look at me like... Uh, do I even want to ask? No. <laughs> Can I ask you, do you own a couch presently? <gasps> oh, I own the best couch ever. It's a teal velvet couch that I love. And when I, when I published the book, I decided I needed to have a picture of me jumping off this couch. And so that's what it is. The, the cover of the book is me literally jumping off this brand new couch and and my, my husband came home one day from a, a week-long ski trip, and I said, Honey, I need to buy a velvet couch. I know we don't need a couch, but I need this one for the book. And then when it came, I said, Honey, we need to drag this couch to downtown Seattle to get my photo taken because we had a photographer friend in Seattle. And so we literally hauled this huge full-size couch to the back of the truck, hanging off the back of the truck, to downtown Seattle, and I had my photos uh, taken, jumping off the couch. It's a whole nother level of couch surfing right there. I would never have bought a full-size couch. Should have been a settee. Should have been a settee. <laughs> How much time do you spend with your couch? That's top secret. No. <laughs> so when when did you start this? And can you explain to the listeners what couch to active means? Couch to active, yes. So I am... Uh, middle aged, going on what twenty two? You know, absolutely, all of us, right? You know, the good girl. <laughs> and after spending about twenty years in corporate, I, I worked for corporate um, training departments like Microsoft, AOL, Boeing, uh, Washington Mutual, Starbucks. I, I was I wrote training courses and I managed these projects, and I was just so frustrated with how sedentary the lifestyle was and how hard it was to stay active. And uh, for 10 years of that, I was a single mom and had a long commute. At that time, I was driving from Redmond uh, to downtown Seattle five days a week. I was in a suit in my car by 7.15 a.m. with my toddler. And a lot of days, I would cry on my way to work because I was just so overwhelmed. And then I'd pull off on the James Street exit. And, you know, now there's like people around that could see me. So, you know, you wipe the tears away <laughs> and you park and you're like, you can do this. You can do this. And that just really fueled my passion. I thought there there has to be a better way. I, ha- I, I, I want to exercise. I want to stay in shape. But I don't want to force myself to go to the gym for an hour and do something I hate. Like, I want to live my life. I want to love my life. I don't want to hate it. And so one day I went to the gym. I was uh, part of LA Fitness on the east side. And my degree and background is in education. And a single mom, I was strapped for cash. I was struggling to just barely not quite make my mortgage payment. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I could teach group fitness and get paid to work out rather than paying to work out. So, yeah. yeah. So I went and I got 
my uh, certification and I started teaching at night. So by day I was in my desk and at night I was teaching. So essentially working two jobs as a single mom. And one thing led to another and eventually I had this aha. I was like, couch to active. That's that's what we need. It's it's we don't need another pill, program, potion, lotion, magic pill. We need to diet craze. Yeah, diet craze. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, we need to really figure out how to conquer the couch. And and so that's where this whole discovery process that turned into the Couch to Active program began. So that's nice. kind of the long it, it seems like a lot of people are following this. Like it's it's something that's striking a chord with a ton of people. It's it's not only striking a chord with people, but it's it's striking a chord with even fitness professionals because we're all we're just worn out of the fitness marketing out there nowadays. I mean, this whole you know let's fix you programs and you'll get a shredded six pack sweaty abs and a bikini body in twenty one days. You know. We know, we know that's not real, and most of us, even if we followed the program perfectly, it's going to injure us, and we're not going to look like the model ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's just – so we feel like we've been left behind, and we want, we want to really have exercise be something that honors what's going on. And what's going on for so many of us is we're sick, and we're hurt, and we're injured, and we're get, not getting any younger. And so we need something that really honors that and helps us helps us smile more. That's why I like some of these um, corporate organizations that have the different chairs or the stand-up laptops. Yes. And the places that supl- got rid of the vending machines and the Coca-Cola and mm-hmm. the Pepsi and, and mm-hmm. put in healthy foods that were free to their employees. And furthermore, having gyms actually in the office. Yeah. Having decompression places where you could take a nap mm-hmm. because the eight-hour work day is not really conducive of who we are as people. And there's a lot of time just wasted. So if we can give them the benefit of health, you know, we're not paying out in the medical expenses. There's not as many sick days. It's all a positive thing. But we're, we're constantly the gym memberships at the beginning of the year, right? Oh, yeah. We see these fitness models, we see the biggest loser TV show, and then there's a hundred copycats on it mm-hmm. and fitness and diet, you know, those are words that are put out there all the time, as opposed to exercise and food. Mm-hmm. I think we need to change the paradigm theory. And there's so much pressure. You look at it now, there's people that definitely do not exercise that go to work in yoga pants. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen him at a yoga class. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the pressure to fit in and to consume what everybody's laying down. Mm -hmm. And that's diet this, pill that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come to the club, take this spin class. And it's not fun. And it doesn't change me. You know, year after year, you set in new goals. And I'm kind of of the ilk now that January is not the time to start your fitness goals. It's the next month. You know, February. <laughs> let everybody quit the gym. You yeah. go outside, go for a long walk in January and stuff like that. Exactly. Well, and part of the, the fitness goals, too, is we have to really break out of our stereotypes of what even fitness is. 
because our generation especially is, you know, 40s to 70s, right? We All the marketing we've been given over the years is things that people can sell to us for fitness to make a dollar. But there are just as many, if not more, opportunities to exercise that don't require your wallet, but they aren't put in front of our face all the time because there's no money to be made from it. And so that's part of what, what um, you know, if there's one thing I could say, hey, if you really want to make a breakthrough, really challenge yourself on your stereotypes of who does what kind of exercise. Because, yeah, because yeah, so much of it is... Consume this, buy that, yeah, do this, do that. Yeah, and and some of it is, um, you know, yoga is, is one thing I love about your, your podcast is... We can we can talk candidly here. Some yeah. people say yoga is for the skinny girls, and aqua aerobics is for the you know fat and injured, and you know biking cycling is for the hardcore people. It's like no, 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 no. Break through that and really keep trying new and different things until you find something you love. Right. I think that. a simple way to start is if if you got a young toddler or a kid like you say, you take them to the playground, right? Yeah. Try the monkey bars. Tell me how hard that is at, at 40 or 50 years. You know, do the balance steps and work on your core that way. That is free. You're already spending time there. And I see so many moms and dads on their cell phone and the kids like, watch me, watch me, watch me. How about participate with those kids? Exactly. And and I do have a huge heart and compassion for parents who are sitting on the side on their phone because sometimes maybe they're just so exhausted. They need it's, the downtime. It's their only downtime they have. But I also just a few months ago had a friend of mine who posted and said, hey, Lynn, look, I'm literally on the monkey bars with my kid. And she got her kid to take a picture of her on her monkey bars and she was smiling. And she said she even did a little spin around the bar. And so now the kid's happier, the mom's happier. She feels young and alive and that that's really cool yeah yeah push-ups set-ups burpees those are all free you I don't need burpees. to remember i hate don't tell anybody i hate burpees you can't use that word on my podcast no <laughs> can't use hate <gasps> oh my goodness you strongly I dislike burpees they don't make me smile <laughs> <laughs> well how do you break through mentally to change your perception of what's going on. Like the person's out there checked out with their kid. They're at the park. They're outside. Mm-hmm. We live in a place where the air is so clean, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. There is lots of activities, kayaking, Battle Point Park, just places to be active. Mm-hmm. You know, hikes, mm-hmm. walks with your dog. Yeah. But you feel so exhausted and you feel like it's me time. But that me time is not productive me time. How do we change that paradigm to, oh, I just need a rest right now, to, this is my chance to take care of me. I want to make it a habit. Every Tuesday, I take my kid to the park. I'm going to do five push-ups, I'm balance on one it. leg, on a rock, whatever yes. it is. All right. How long you got? Because I could be here all day. You're welcome to. No. <laughs> Studio okay. 15 is open for health. <laughs> open for health. Open for business. Okay. Well, let's see. What could somebody who's listening to this right now, possibly sitting on the couch. um, Get up. Get up. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, do a burpee. (laughs) What's a burpee? Um, One of the things is to, one of the first things that I teach people is this phrase 
that I have folks memorize. And it's kind of silly, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and it's completely serious all at the same time. And it goes like this. Here we go. My body needs exercise. My body will always need exercise. This is not negotiable. It'll never change. It's science. And I know that's so so silly and almost trite, but it is um, when people realize like, oh, of course, duh, I knew this, then, um, then that helps motivate. Then the next piece is, like we said, breaking through the stereotypes and get, getting radically creative about being committed to what kind of movement can you do. And I call it movement because when we say the word exercise or fitness, all of a sudden we start thinking gyms, potion, lotion, you know, all that. And Trump wall. That, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Hang on, I just got derailed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, we could talk about that too. <laughs> got you confused with the comic coming in next week. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you get radically committed to what kind of exercise makes helps me smile and make that your number one criteria. And here's why. There is another book um, out that actually won the same award that my book won um, in the same category called No Sweat by um, Michelle Seeger. And she is a, um, a PhD professor at the University of Michigan. And her, she spent 20 years studying exercise motivation and what motivates people to exercise. And it boils down to the number one thing is you've got to enjoy it in the moment. That is the number one thing that'll help you help me want to go back and do exercise again. That's how I feel about sports. Oh, yeah. Like if we can yeah. chase a ball around and have fun, you know, why not? But me being an individual and swimming laps in a pool against somebody? Yeah. Not my thing. No. I don't enjoy it. And it could be somebody else's thing. Yeah. Totally. 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 I mean, I, I one woman who reached out to me and she said, Lynn, Lynn. I was listening about stereotypes and breaking out, and, and, and she was this woman was 50 years old, never exercised in her life. She was a knitter. She was uh, a horse person. She just never, ever, ever, ever exercised. Lucky to get to 50 then. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, she's had a radical life transformation <laughs> for sure. And she decided that her exercise was – in the treadmill, in her home, in the basement with no windows, reading a book. And I would rather put an ice pick in my eye than do that. But she really enjoys it. And she, in one year, lost 40 pounds. She's actually now doing more exercise, all because she gave herself the freedom to decide what worked for her versus and letting go of what she thought she was supposed to do. For exercise, mm -hmm. yeah. That's why I like the Bainbridge Athletic Club. Like, if there's a football game on that I want to watch instead mm -hmm. of being on my couch and eating chips, I can go put my headphones on, watch and listen to the game, and participate at the same time. Yeah. So I'm not wasting time. Like, I'm watching this football, then I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little little things like that. Yeah. Um, when did you decide to write a book about? And Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Couch to active. Yeah. Why did you decide that I got to be the one to write this? So the 
book originally came out of the program. So I have a program that I work people through one-on-one, eight-week program that gets them to make this transformation in their life. I'm on day two with you now. You are, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I am. I I, I signed up. We're fast. Oh, oh, that the seven-day. Yes, yes. yes. I don't have a couch, but I aspire (laughs) to have one someday. Thought I'd get active first. That's great. Yeah. So so that was a, a program, an eight-week program that folks can sign up, go through. And then I thought, you know what? This is great. I'm getting really great transformations with people, but I want to reach a larger audience. And so I took the program, put it into a book, into a manuscript, looked at the manuscript and thought, oh my gosh, this book is horrible. It's boring. It's mm. dry. <laughs> Lots of exercise books are. Uh, they, yeah, exactly. So I, so I kept the core content, but I completely rewrote it. So now, it reads like you're sitting with me having a cup of coffee, and it um, is full of real people's stories. And the amazing thing is, when I reached out to people and asked if I could tell their stories, all of them but one asked me to use their real details and their real name. They were so bought into it, which was just awesome mm-hmm. and scary at the same time, but really it's all, great. It's also freeing, too. The what? It's also freeing as well. Freeing, yes. Because you're taking yeah. ownership of it. You're okay. You're, you're mm-hmm. safe in your own skin, and, and you're committed to it. Yeah. Then there's no problem. Exactly. I also exactly. like how the book has tie-ins with newsletter and your podcast. Yes. Yes, exactly. exactly. Tell people about your podcast. So everything is couched active. So if you just Google Lynn Lindbergh or Google couch to active, T-O active, uh, it'll all come up there. And the podcast is there uh, in part because I just love people and talking to different people and getting to know them. And I, I wanted a format to be able to go a little more deeply into different topics. And so, uh, for example, a couple weeks ago, we did a really deep, difficult one about death, dying, grief, and loss, and exercise, which seems weird to mash those up together, but it was uh, beautiful. And then um, before that, I brought on uh, Pro Sports Club is one of the biggest uh, sports clubs in the area, and I brought on their group fitness director, who manages 200 group fitness classes a week. And we, I asked her all the dumb questions about group fitness. And uh, and so really just demystifying things, making things feel more accessible to people and making people feel like, yeah, I could give that a try. And I'm not uh, feeling like I'm risking too much for it. What are some of the things that you talk about in your follow-up newsletters and, and the STEP program that you do? Ah, good, good. So the, the, the program, some of it, it really begins with Taking real ownership for what you want to do in your life for exercise and why. And it, we talk a lot about relationships in your life and how to take the circle of people around you and, and get them to a space where they're actually helping you in a positive way to have your goal. So, so one of the, the lessons we have is we, I, <laughs> have is called um, Look Them in the Eyes. And so one of the lessons is we say, okay, take somebody in your life who's important to you or a loved one or a friend, look them in the eyes and say, hey, 
I need to figure out this exercise thing. I don't know how. I know I've failed in the past. I want to be successful and I want to smile more when I do this. And it's going to be clunky and I'm going to try a million things. And I need your help to support me along the way as much as I can. So that's just just one tiny step at a time. And all there's 40 of those that all come together where at the end, you really are owning your lifestyle in a way that you haven't before. So you're producing a habit of happiness through exercise. Yes, in a big, big way. Do you think it's super beneficial to have an exercise partner in everything you do? Or is it just kind of keeps you on the right track when you say, hey, Jennifer, hey, Lisa, can you come walk the dog with me on Tuesdays at 10? Well, it's no secret that if I have to meet, if I am meeting a friend to go for a walk, I am much more likely to show up for that than if I'm meeting nobody, right? (laughs) Yes. Well said. Exactly. With that said, I also want to get myself into a place where my success or failure isn't dependent on whether or not I have an exercise buddy or not. Or a gym membership, right? Or a gym membership or a personal trainer or anything. Those those do help when you pay, you know, big bucks for a personal trainer, you're probably going to show up. Um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of ties you to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one, one of the stories I tell is about um, a perspective of, of friends is a lot of times – we do, we go into that, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this new active lifestyle. And on Monday, I'm going to go for a walk with Sue. And on Wednesday, I'm going to go for a swim with John. And on Thursday, I'm going to go for a run with Bobby. And and then Monday comes and and Sue's kid gets sick. And so you cancel. And then the next week, you have a meeting scheduled on top and you cancel. And then the next week, something else happens. And then you start questioning the success of this exercise relationship, for lack of a better word. And I really encourage people to not put the success or failure of a quote-unquote exercise partner completely on whether or not you guys can be 100% consistent. Just don't give up. Keep asking. Keep checking in. And um, I mean, I have friends that I exercise with maybe twice a year. And if I had given up at the beginning when I first thought, oh, we're going to walk every week together. (laughs) Life gets in the way at times. Life does. And you just let that go and just take what you can take and and roll with it. And just it just takes the pressure off of everything. It's probably good to be diversified, too, and have that dog walking buddy, that yoga person Mm -hmm. in your life and somebody that's flexible and willing to say, yeah, I can't make it then now, Lynn, but I can make it, you know, a couple days from now doing another activity. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've got a good friend on the island. Um, I, I joke around that she's my, uh, my imaginary friend, Iana, because, uh, uh, my husband ha- didn't meet her for about three years. We kept walking. <laughs> He's like, you don't really have a friend named Yana you walk with. I've never met her before, but I can text her, uh, walk Thursday, 12 PM question mark. And she can say yes or no. And we know that that means we're going to meet at this, you know, the same spot every time. And we know about how long we're going to walk. And so it's just awesome to have that, you know, in three words, I can make a a walking appointment, quote unquote. Uh, But we walked just last week. And the first thing we said was, 
oh my gosh, how long has it been since we last walked? And I think it was probably eight weeks. And so it's just, so it's really, really successful. But I could have let that go because we don't get together very much, but I didn't. And I'm really glad. A little off the beat here. But yeah, go for it. Where do you like to walk the most on the island? <laughs> Anywhere in the sun. So anybody mm. who knows where the sun is. So you stay out of the woods? No, actually, the woods are awesome. Grand Forest, as you know, when it's raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be- because there's shelter in mm-hmm. the woods. There's a canopy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually live, I feel so grateful, and, and maybe maybe that's who I am. I'd say I'm so grateful no matter where I lived, right, on the island. But um, from my home, I can actually walk to a beach. I don't live on a beach or in the forest, but I can walk to a beach or I can walk to the Grand Forest. So it just really depends on the weather. And um, really, where do I like to walk the most? Wherever my friend is. So I don't care. (laughs) Do you have a dog? We have a crazy puppy. His name (laughs) is Nanu. (laughs) What kind of dog is it? He's a little Havanese, and he's a spaz. I don't know what a Havanese looks like. He's about 13 pounds, and he walks around and thinks everybody's his new best friend. Oh, he's, he's, so he's a friendly dog. He That's why we got him, is he's a friendly dog. He's just like, hello, I love you, I love you. Are you my new friend? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it must be rewarding going from a personal trainer where it's a one-on-one situation to maybe teaching a, a class with a group mm-hmm. to having the power to reach so many people like you're doing now with, with a book, a newsletter, a podcast, and getting feedback that's positive, like the smallest little thing must really set you off for happiness that day when you hear it? It does. Oh, I, when this book first came out in August, between August, September, October, I got nothing but positive feedback on the book. And it felt so good. And I just thought, oh, I'm in the honeymoon phase. The trolls will come Mm. out. And now that I say this, they will, right? Still, still, it's, it's been received so well, especially by people who are injured or struggling or have health issues. It's been it's been really great. And anytime somebody emails me, it just makes my day. I love it. It's what is it's that, all about. Is that what you would say your demographic is or your target audience? Is injured. Injured and sick and unhealthy. Or are you trying to reach everybody or as many people as possible? I originally wrote the book to reach anybody, but I also knew that reality is we all have struggles and we all have things in our lives. And I did not realize that the message would resonate so well with people who've struggled in this area of their lives. And so it's just by de facto become more of the niche of just uh, folks who are just have big, big struggles, you know, fibro- fibromyalgia, multiple hernia surgeries, depression, um, those just, you know, arthritis. Yeah, yeah, it's just really, really resonated with the, the community that's really struggling. Be- and I think some of that is because everything out there that's mainstream fitness, they talk to people as if you can become the bodybuilder or become the beach body or it's they write it as if you are healthy and aren't injured or don't have other struggles. And this book really talks about what do you do when you have 
a barrier that's here to stay, and it's not going anywhere. And what do you do? You bury it and you pretend it never. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you grit through it until you injure yourself. No. That's what you do with first husbands, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I told you not to go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, no. So what I what I really encourage people to do and, and teach is to really get objective about what's in your life and on your plate and really own it. And we have a whole week where we have seven different lessons about really owning what's going on in your life. And and so we'll just say, for an example, uh, one woman that I've worked with has had six hernia surgery, seven now, Oof. in three years and a gastro bypass. And her story's in the book. Her goal is to walk around the block. And so these whole shredded six-pack ab workouts. That's not. No. (laughs) It's laughable. Yeah. (laughs) Set up out of bed. Not at all. And so really, we redefine what success is then for her. And we say, you have to, your physical health and mental health are equally important. And you have to honor the fact that this is where your body is today. So success for you, um, her name's Anne, and she's in the book. Um, so it's for success for you, Anne, is every day, every hour, honor what your body can do and do what your body can do and make peace with it. And that's the freeing piece that just lifts the weights off of the shoulders that says, okay, if I'm honoring my body and I'm doing what I can without injuring it, for me, that is success. And it's just a whole different mindset. So if somebody's considering taking up this idea, where do they start? I mean, what's the first step? How do you get off the couch? Or do you sit on the couch and put some post-its together? Tomorrow's my day. Next week's my day. <laughs> I do have post-it notes. <laughs> yes. Well, they're good reminders to... They are. Yeah. Well, that well, that was, uh, as an aside, yeah, that was part of my my struggle was... I would have good intentions to work out and I would just flat out forget. Mm-hmm. And so the the post-it for me is today, this is the exercise I'll do and when am I going to do it and how will I remember? And then I put that post-it somewhere. And that's that's something anybody listening could do right now. Just grab a post-it note, exercise, time, and how the heck am I going to remember this? <laughs> um, so Constant reminders, right? Constant, yeah. Because that's what the basis of a habit is continue to do the same thing and be reminded that you want to do these things and that the outcome is positive for you and and why Mm -hmm. exactly and and a piece of it for some people is their lives are just chaotic enough that habit it feels insurmountable and not possible for them and so if you're in that case it's really re-practicing and wiring your brain so you can start seeing opportunities like the monkey bars with your kid or, you know, chasing around with your grandkid, or maybe walking just a little bit faster when you're walking your dog, those kind of things. Taking rougher, mm-hmm. rougher path. Or... Yes. But if you are looking for a way to get started without having to leave your couch, uh, then you could just head over to Couch to Active and just like you did, sign up for the first seven day, that's for free, and then look at the other resources there and the book. What kind of resources resources are there? There's yeah, pretty kind of like 
a food journal, a diary, anything like that? <laughs> so what we have doing? we have the Couch Active book, which is the entire program in that book. So in theory, if you are highly self motivated, you could buy that book. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's there. It's there, uh, available on Amazon, uh, and you can go through the whole the whole program there, even from the comfort of your couch. Um, I do have a, an online jumpstart course, and I do have what we call Cactive Club. Cactive. I got it. Cactive. I know. Got to download that to my memory. <laughs> exactly. Cactive. Cactive. Are you going Cactive? Uh, yeah. And so I have a group that meets once a month, and we talk through what our, how last month went, what our goals are for the next month. We really cheer each other on, encourage each other, accountability. Is that like an online group that you Yeah, do? video call. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do things out in the open with people from clubs or groups? I groups? am working on it. I This is a startup, and I have been so heads down in my little cave developing all this that I've got my one-on-one folks, and I've got my online group, and um, now I'm just starting to reach out and do more. Yeah, you took on a lot right away. Hooey! Yeah. Because <laughs> no more. I, I don't have time to sell t-shirts or do a newsletter or reach out to every single person that listens to the podcast and take on their ideas and such. And I'm sure there's tremendous amount of topics and ideas that people want to express. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's difficult enough just to plan a time to meet with somebody and have a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. It's a life interrupting. Hey, um, tell me about this event that you're uh, promoting about the viaduct. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk. I'm actually not affiliated with the Viaduct event at all and not even necessarily promoting it. But I really got this vibe that there is this once in a lifetime event coming up this Saturday and um, thought it's the Viaduct. We all know we all know (laughs) that the Viaduct is coming down. And so they um, there's an event that's an 8K run slash walk where they are letting folks actually go into the brand new tunnel. So the new viaduct tunnel that's been dug that's not even open yet, they're letting 25,000 people have signed up for this already on Saturday. Go and, and who is they? They, the, uh, you know what? I don't even know who's promoting it. You can just Google run the viaduct and mm-hmm. uh, it'll come up. And that, uh, so you can go under the viaduct. And then it take, pops you out um, by the stadiums, and then it routes you around to go on the top of the actual viaduct, and you get a beautiful view of everything that you see from the viaduct via foot. And that'll be the last time that people are allowed on the viaduct before they tear it down. So it's really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And some folks were wondering, like, this is 8K. Can I do an 8K? And what is an 8K? Can I do it in my car? Can you do it in your car? <laughs> Give it a try. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> I think I might battery operate my couch. Yeah. Get that out there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So so Saturday, if you are one of those people and you're thinking, hmm, I want to do this, or if you think maybe you want to do a similar event uh, in the future, what I share here is going to apply to any event in the future, and that is, first of all, 8K is about five miles. It's 4.97 miles for those of us who like to be exact. And Non-Canadians. Non- <laughs> exactly. Um, you'll have to be on the 520 ferry in the morning to get there. 
Uh-huh, because it starts at 7.30 in the morning. That will motivate the unmotivated. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> will. So July 4th, there's the, the, the race on the island and Turkey Trot. There's always the, the 5K there. And so I really, what I want to do is just really encourage folks, if they've never done a running or walking race before, it's really, really doable. And one of the ways you can see if you're thinking, I, I'm not even a runner, I can only walk. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I don't believe that. I know, I know. I can't exactly. do 8K. No, yeah. So, so Five something in the morning. <laughs> so let me, let, okay. Can, so tell me how I can. Tell you how you can. Okay, so first of all, almost every race gives a good 30 minutes per mile for anybody. So they want to make, they know that race organizers know that are we're all more and more and more sedentary and so we have to make this more and more accessible to people and so these most of these races this one included they give you about a half hour per mile before they shut it down so a really easy way to figure out am i even in the ballpark is head over to the high school track do one lap around the track walking and if you can do that in six to seven and a half minutes one lap you're golden. You're good. And then um, go for a couple of walks that are about an hour long. And if you can do it injury-free, then you can do any event. That bib number you pinned to yourself on your tummy in the front, there's nothing mm. magical about it at all. You can just it's go a around. The bi- <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bicycle portion of this race too, right? It's sold out. Completely, yeah. But on Sunday, the third, there's a bicycle portion too. That would be. And is this going to a charity or organization that we should know about? This, uh, not that I know. Is of. there an entry fee? There is. Okay, so if you are signing up now, the entry fee is fifty. Almost every race or running event, if you sign up early, they're always cheaper. So, like this one was thirty five dollars. And then it slowly ticked up more and more expensive the closer you got to the, the race yeah. day. Yeah. St. Patty's Day Dash, right? Exactly. Yep. That's a huge run in Seattle, for sure. Yes, it's for just sure. Getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, how do you go about inspiration for other people, especially people that you don't even know? How do you inspire them? How do I inspire people? I really. It's interesting because I get told all the time that I really have inspired them. I mean, I had a woman a few weeks ago told, tell me she was reading my book and while she was in the bathtub and she was inspired to get up and exercise. <laughs> bathtub to active. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we can do all kinds of fun things with that. <laughs> Somebody told me, couch to active, beer to face, face to floor. Like, you know, <laughs> we, can, we can have a lot of fun with that one. Really helping people realize that all of this is more accessible and that they really can think outside of the box. They really can be different. They can do what they enjoy to do and they can try a hundred things and hate them all until the hundred and first thing they decide they finally like. And it's all good. Yeah. So just, let's wind it up here. Yeah. But how do I transition my ass off the couch? To take that very first step. (laughs) Then after I take that first step, how do I transition to actually doing my first 5K? What does that process look like? Yeah, that's that's the big one. And that's the whole eight weeks with the book that we go through. Because don't you say the hardest part of your program is 
the couch is getting off. Yes, your biggest competitor is getting off the couch. Yes, and that is so true for whether you have a sedentary lifestyle or you're, you know, an athlete. It's really just getting off the couch. And so that first step, I think, really goes to thinking about what what you love again, what possibly would make you smile. And if you think, well, I hate it all, nothing will make me smile, <laughs> then bring up, you do need just a little bit of grit then and just say, okay, I'm going to step up and I'm just going to walk for five minutes outside and see where it goes from there. And then just really, really get in tune with with what you enjoy to do. Do you think being lazy or sedentary makes your uh, sleep habits all screwed up? Do you think by exercising you sleep better? Oh, there's a lot of science to show that for sure. That when you, yeah, every, everything gets better when, you're, when your body's able to move. I mean, even our whole, you know, lymphatic system is made to, uh, you know, detox itself by movement. You know, we've got our pulmonary system, our cardiovascular system that has a heart that pumps us through. Uh, but our lymphatic system, our body has to move to get rid of all those toxins. And so that is, um, yeah, that's definitely a big a big piece of it for sure. Do you think we actually sweat out toxins? Because I've read a few things that we don't necessarily sweat out toxins. <laughs> I'm going to leave that question to the scientists to make sure we get it real news and not fake news on that one. <laughs> mm, I would think some toxins would come out naturally in your sweat and some would have to go through your urinary tract or mm-hmm. bowel movements mm-hmm. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So that fiber is probably really important there too. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as we go here, mm-hmm. let's remind everybody that uh, we have the Viaduct um, event coming up. The on second. Saturday. This is that the Saturday, second? yeah. And then you can get your book on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Or my website if you want it signed. And your website is? Couch2Active. Couch2Active.com. All right. Yeah. Well, Lynn, it was a pleasure making your acquaintance. And I hope you can come back and share some success, success stories and perhaps your second book with us soon. All right. This is a lot of fun. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to The Bystander. Be kind. Bye-bye now. <laughs>